So I shared on fellowship with the Holy Spirit and what that looks like. And I want to I wanna continue on that subject of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I want to focus today, as I was talking last week, on the things that matter to the Spirit, if you want to title it that way. Right, the things that matter to the spirit. We have been learning. Are we in the house? Yeah, yeah okay, good. We have been learning. I can't wait for us to have enough cameras so I can move around. I'm just speaking cameras into corners in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let your faith say amen. Let your bank account respond. Amen. I'm just <laughs> Any Johnson. Like, don't let them not just say amen. Let <laughs> Yeah, yeah, amen, amen, amen. We are close to a second camera. We're close, we're close. Amen, so, okay, say? A drone, okay, okay, a drone, okay. Amen, a drone, yeah, yeah, amen, amen. Okay, now, um, the things that matter to the Spirit, what are the things that if the Holy Spirit is a person and we have established that he's a person, is that correct? We want to build relationship with the person of the spirit, right? And if we want to build a relationship with a person, we have to know the things that matter to that person. Guys, did you see the flagging at the corner with Jolene and Flora Joy? Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was good. That's good. That was good. So if, if, if the Holy Spirit is a person and he's a person, we want to know the things that matter to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to focus on one or two today. Um, and we'll see how we'll go, but I will start with order, okay? I'll start with So let's go to the book of Acts chapter 1, and um, Acts chapter 1. And I want us to, um, I'm, I'm going to have to just pick a, a few verses. Acts chapter 1, and if we go from verse 12, Acts 1, 12. The Bible says, then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered, they went, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, uh, Matthew, James, the son of Aleph and, and Simon, the Zealot and Judas, the son of James, all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the woman and Mary and the mother of Jesus and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up, um, stood up among the brothers. The company of persons was in all about 120 and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and uh, was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness and falling headlong. He burst open in the middle and all his bowels gushed out. Forgive the graphic nature of it. <laughs> and verse 19, And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem so that the field was called in their own language i'll cut them out that is the field of blood for it is written may his camp become desolate and let there be no one to dwell in it and let another take his office okay so we're gonna uh, we'll go to uh, let's let's stay let's stay we, we need to be able to to, to to take the reading of scripture amen we tend to sometimes cut 
it short so that we can say, but let's, let's read scripture. Is that okay? Verse 21. So one of the men um, who, who have accompanied us, uh, let another take his office. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus, uh, Lord Jesus went in and out amongst us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two, Joseph called Barabbas, who was also called Justus and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, Lord, who know, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go his own place. And they cast lots for them. And the lots fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with 11 apostles. Just to say something, that was the last time they cast lots. <laughs> so if you go and cast lots, asking the Holy Spirit to, you know what it means to cast lots? Like, God, I have two coins. If I throw it, who do I marry? If I flip <laughs> heads or tail? Oh, my God. You might have heads, but then in the marriage, you might have tails. Mm -hmm. That was the last time they cast, because they had not grown in the leadings of the Spirit. Now, okay. So the things that matter to the spirit, I'm, I'm going to focus on order. Someone say order. Now, this is important because when we, when we come into the book of Acts, the book of Acts, we can say that it's not just the acts of the apostles, it's the acts of the Holy Spirit. The book is focused on the, um, the emergence of the church under the guidance and the tutelage of the spirit. The, the way that this is placed, Acts is like the church book. Does that make sense? You know, we talked about a house. Does that make sense? Acts shows us what a house looks like. Okay? Um, 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 uh, the, 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 the writer is careful to document the culture, the principles uh, by which the people live their lives. And consequently, the way they were effective in their mission. So, Act is is that book but but the first thing we see in the book of acts is that really there is no church without holy spirit <laughs> that is the whole point there is no church there is no christianity there is no kingdom without the spirit right you know when jesus was leaving the earth you know the bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children is that correct right um when jesus was leaving the earth he didn't leave us cars and houses and <laughs> he left us the holy spirit that's significant if a man is about to leave the earth and he says, this is my will for you. The Holy Spirit is Jesus' will for the believer. Come on, stay with me. Are we together? So really, scripture is calling us to this attention that there is no Christianity. There is no, there is no true relationship. There is no church. There is no movement. There is no kingdom without the Holy Spirit. So in the book of Acts, we are we're given insight from the very beginning as to what it looks like to have the holy spirit relish the very environment that is created for him right we, we're not just taking to the fact that the holy spirit came there is a background that we because sometimes this hey, you got to read bible i said you got to read the word right Sometimes we don't pay attention to these things. So I know that when we jump into the book of Acts, the temptation is, is to jump into Acts chapter 2. They were in one place, upstairs in Alexandria room. Huh? 
That's going to be our story one day. Okay, amen, right? In Alexandria room and, and, and as, as the worship team was playing, let it fall on us, oh God. And suddenly, ah, do you understand what I'm saying? The chandelier came down and went back up and fixed itself. Like, you know, we love all of those things. You know, you know, church, we like a bit of drama. Does that make sense? We like a bit of drama. So the temptation is to jump into the explosiveness of Acts chapter 2. Where the Holy Spirit comes. They begin to speak with tongues. They get the attention of the whole city. And that's true. And, and that's what I call the suddenly of God. Because the Bible says in Acts 2 that suddenly. Okay, they were in one place. But please don't mistake that suddenly for one second. That suddenly had a actually. Okay, it had a starting point. They did not just get into a suddenly. Does that make sense? Oh, like the way that we live our lives, like we want to suddenly, like suddenly the promise. Suddenly I was praying. I didn't, I didn't even hit my knees. I just, I just saw myself praying more. I didn't, like we like suddenlies. But the suddenly of Acts chapter 2 had a context. And what was that context? One of the first things that the apostles had to do was they had to fix a very important important thing that had occurred the bible tells us as we read that jesus had 12 apostles is that correct jesus had 12 what all right now 12 theologically speaking in that numerology 12 is a number of government and order does that make sense? So when you read scriptures, you will find certain patterns when it comes to numbers. Okay? So for example, seven, can anyone give me an, an I just mentioned, can anyone give me an example of numbers that are significant in scripture? Three. What's three? Okay, we'll take threes. Trinity. Okay? And so that could be the number of divine unity. Do you, give me another number. Five. What's five? Five is grace. Okay? All right. What's six? <laughs> Nobody wants to know six. No, it's not six, six. No, no. Six is the number of man. Yeah? What's seven? Oh, okay, yeah. You know that because every prophecy is like, yeah, perfection, completion. All right, seven. All right. So, you have certain numbers, right, in scriptures that are significant. Okay, and they just help us understand the mind of God some more. So 12 is one of those numbers. Someone say 12. So 12 is a number of government and we can say it's a number of order. Because what government does is government brings order and leadership. Is that correct? Okay, how do we know that? Well, there are 12 tribes of Israel. Do you see what I'm saying? So God established the, the nation of Israel on 12 tribes. Okay, and here we're seeing in scripture again that Jesus picks 12 apostles. Do you see the pattern there? Right? Now, when Elijah called fire down from heaven, the Bible says that he laid the stones on the, on the altar according to the number of the tribes of Israel. 12. Someone say order. Do you see what I'm saying? So when we're reading the scriptures, we are looking out for biblical patterns to understand what God is doing. So there was something that happened. Jesus, Jesus established 12 apostles, but one of them had, had um, um, uh, not just backslidden, 
Judas didn't just backslide. That was apostasy. Does that make sense? Okay. So one of them had departed the faith. And so they're in this very crucial moment where they are expecting this promise of the Spirit. And the Bible shows us that they did certain things. One of those things that they did was gather in expectation. Right? The Bible also shows us that they prayed. Right? The Bible shows us that they were in one place, in one accord. I'm going to talk about that. But the Bible shows us that that wasn't the only thing they did. One of the things they had to do was to replace Judah, um, Judas rather, and bring back that number of government to 12. So that lets us know something. They were either being nostalgic or they were just, you know, they were just toying with things. But I don't believe so for a second. I believe that the Lord is calling us, calling our attention to this very important principle on order. Right? It appears that the Holy Spirit would not have come if they never took that action. If they did everything else, come and stay with me in the house this afternoon. If they did everything else, if they, can you imagine, even if they prayed, <laughs> as powerful as prayer is, right? If they gathered, if they decided to relocate into the upper room and live there, if they stayed there for 500 years saying, See, you promised that you will send revival, send revival, that sounds to me like the church. Sometimes our tiring is not necessary. It's a reflection of our lack of alignment. So this is very simple. But what is, what, is, what, is, what is this very simple thing that they did? This thing of making sure that the leadership structure of the church was as Jesus designed it. That was a, in fact, that was one of the first things they did. Right? Not only did they do it, but they did it in order. Does that make sense? Scripture shows us. So, they weren't just in the upper room waiting on the day of Pentecost. In order, order, is not, order is not just about you falling in order. It's about you falling in order in order. Let me explain what I mean by that. So, for example, are we together? Okay, you didn't get that. What I mean by that is that order is not just about you finally coming in alignment. It's about you coming in alignment in sequence. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? It's about you coming in alignment in sequence. So not only did they bring order to the environment or to the church, they did it in sequence, in patterns. Okay, are we together? Am I making sense so far? Okay, so let's explore. This, this is important to the Lord, right? Let's look at um, uh, Exodus 25, 40. Exodus 25, 40. Exodus 25, 40. These are patterns we see in scripture. The Bible says in Exodus 25, 40, he says, and see, God was speaking to Moses. He says, and see that you make them after the, after the pattern for them, which is being shown you on the mountain. And see that you make them after the pattern for them, which is being shown you on the mountain. Right? God asked Moses to build a tabernacle. What is the purpose of a tabernacle? The, the, a tabernacle is a dwelling place. 
right? Scripturally speaking, a tabernacle is a dwelling. Someone say a dwelling place. So a dwelling place is where God rests. Okay, a dwelling place is where God is at home. And God asked Moses to build him a tabernacle. And God gave him instructions on what type of wood to use. And how to do it in a very precise way. And God said to him, he said, make sure you build the tabernacle according to the pattern I showed you on the mountain. In other words, if he does not build this tabernacle according to the pattern God showed him, God is not obligated to dwell. Come on, are we together? So we're seeing something about the nature of God here is that order attracts glory. Do you understand what I'm saying? Order attracts glory. If I am coveting the glory of God in any area of my life, but I haven't ordered my life to the principles of God, I am limiting the glory of God. Come on, are we in the house? So then, what is, what is, what is, what is order? I'll give it to you in this way. Number one, order is having respect for principles. <laughs> Order is having respect for principles. Did you get that? Okay. Number two, order is structure and organization. Structure and organization. And number three, order is accountability. So if the Holy Spirit is attracted, someone say the Holy Spirit is attracted to order. Yeah. So if the Holy Spirit is attracted to order, right? What then is order? Order is respect for principles. I can even almost add to that respect for, respect for principles and protocols. <laughs> right? Then it's also structure and organization structure and organization and then order must reflect accountability so when when you talk about the holy spirit especially to pentecostals our minds are not on these things at all because we just want to shout dance talk in tongues you understand what i'm saying to you like sometimes we speak in tongues and the reason why it's not effective is because there is no structure for god to move so let, let's 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 break those things down. Number one, respect for principles. Someone say respect for principles. That's where order really begins. Right? Anybody that will move in the order that the Spirit of God is, is enthusiastic about must have respect for principles. What do I mean by principles? The ways of God. The ways of God. The methods of God. The methodology of God. There is a way that seems right to man. The ends of it is destruction. Right? So that means God has his ways. This is why we teach the ministry of God's word. Everyone look at me for a second. Like, I've, at least from when I've been conscious. I don't know when my parents started going to church. I can't remember. So I'm, I'm as well, I'm, I've been born in church even. I don't know. Uh, but at least consciously... I can say, I remember that I've been, I've been, I've been attending church since I was five. So that's, that's, that's some years. Okay, this is apart from me being a minister. 
One of the, please everyone give me your attention. One second. I know tech, everybody. One of, the, one of the things that I've seen happen the most in church is that you can be in the presence of God distracted. Distracted. Let me tell you, satanic attack sometimes doesn't look like it. Does that make sense? So if someone comes and says, you're under attack, the first thing you think, oh, did I have a bad dream? No, 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 no. Distraction. There, there is, there's one where your own mind is like, but there's one where Satan foils so that you are in the house. And one of the ways I know is this, especially in the backgrounds I grew up, people can dance in church. I don't know if you've seen this guy. Uh, I need to send this to the church group. I actually saved it. What's his name? No, 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 not, not, not Brother Franklin. There's a guy who, who on Instagram, um, he, he basically travels from country to country. So he traveled to Nigeria um, to just see what Nigeria was about. So he was amazed about the Nigerian church. And he said that Nigerian, Nigerian church is, uh, what's it called? He said it's like a, a, a party. that they, they find every excuse to dance, offering word, basically. I'm saying this because I've seen cases where people can, they can dance, have a good time, right? Get involved in serving, but they miss the word. And then we go, but that person served God so much. Right? They served God so much. How is it possible that this person, that, 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 that's so zealous, they might have been zealous, but did they pay attention to the ways? To the ways. Right? So I've seen that. And that's why we, la- we, we just don't teach the word. We labor. There's a difference. <laughs> this is laboring. Right? It's laboring. We're laboring. Why are we laboring? Because we're trying to teach people the principles of God. That's where order begins. Order begins. So, for example, now, I'm not saying that we should be under pressure or we should feel like, oh, God, what am I not doing right in my life? And, you know, you can, you can start all those things, and that's not the point. But without the understanding of the Word of God, you wouldn't know where in your life you're out of alignment with the ways of God. And I, and I know in this, in this era of grace and all that stuff, we don't talk about things like that anymore. Eh? We don't talk about things like that anymore. You wouldn't know. If you don't pay careful attention to the ways of God, the Bible says, let us go up to the mountain of God's house, Micah chapter 4. He will teach us his ways. So order begins with being at the place where you are going for the word of God, not because you're trying to mark attendance that, oh, I've read my Bible today. It's important to read your Bible. Does that make sense? You go beyond wanting to, moving from the place, oh, if I don't read my Bible, no, no. You're, you're searching for what are the ways of God? What are the patterns of God? This is what, this is what sometimes makes us suffer as believers. Right? We don't know that there's a word. You, let me tell you, your, your life investment must be the word. We can't have more shoes than we have books. Akatalaba. Some of you, like, your, your whole wardrobe just came before your spirit. Does that make sense? Right? You can't, you can't have more shoes than you have books. This is not con- I'm not condemning it. Don't, I'm not fighting anybody. <laughs> 
just what I'm saying, right? You can't have more, more consoles than you actually have books. Right? Because the first principle of order is learning the ways of God. If you don't learn the ways of God, you don't have anything to pattern your life to. Come on. Don't, 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 don't make me feel like I'm, 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 I'm rebuking the house. <laughs> right? So don't feel condemned. The issue here, there's, just, there's therefore no condemnation. Amen? But you are so hungry for the ways of God. Remember, before you came to Christ, you didn't know the ways of God. So the ways of God are not automatic to you. Does that make sense? You have a salvation story. <laughs> right? You live the life alien to God before that. So that means not everything you knew was aligned with the principles of God. No, you have to, not everything you inherited from your family is correct. Okay. All right. Okay. Be looking at me. Be looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Not everything. Some of us are Christians, we still have superstitions. Old wives' tales, the Bible calls them. Does that make sense? So that means that one thing that we must do as believers is we must reveal our principles. Right? Because the Holy Ghost is not going to fellowship with wrong principles. Does that make sense? The Holy Spirit, he is the spirit of truth. He's not going to fellowship with you. If his fellowship is wrong, he's, he's leading you to hell. <laughs> he's leading you away from the purposes of God. Come on, are we together? Right, so the first thing is this. And sometimes we are zealous, thank God for zeal. Sometimes we're on fire, thank God for fire. But part of being on fire is being on fire with the principles of God. You see, you see what I'm saying? Part of being on fire, part of being very spiritual is being on point with, someone say, principles. So that's one thing about order, right? That element of principles. Okay, if we read, um, uh, I'll just give us a couple of scriptures, right? Second Chronicles chapter 2, uh, sorry, Second Chronicles 27, 6 to 7. Second Chronicles 27. Six to seven. These are important things. The Bible talks about this king called Jotam. And the Bible says, so Jotam became mighty. Wow, this is powerful. Jotam became what? He became, and see why. The Bible says, because he ordered his ways before the Lord his God. Now the rest of the acts of Jotam and all these wars and his ways Behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. The Bible says Jotham became mighty, right? Because he ordered his ways before the Lord his God. That's 2 Chronicles 27, 67. He ordered. That means he aligned his ways with the principles of God. So you want to become mighty in the kingdom? You want to become influential in the kingdom? You want to become effective in the kingdom. J Jotam became mighty because he ordered his ways. That means he aligned his life. Someone say alignment. Uh-huh. Alignment. Someone say alignment. Yeah. So look at anybody say align your life. Align your life. Yeah. Yeah. Look at them with your big eyes and uh, yeah. Align your life. 
<laughs> right? He became mighty because he aligned his way. We see in, please note this one down. I wouldn't necessarily um, read it, but note down. Um, you know how these generations will be like, um, he's saying things, he's not giving scriptures. Um, Second Samuel 6, um, verses 5 to 9. Second Samuel 6, verses 5 to 9. We see the story of Uzzah and the ark. The story of Uzzah. I know this is the New Testament. God is not striking us dead, all that stuff. <laughs> right? But we see the story of Uzzah and the ark. The Bible shows us that David went to get the ark of God back. Remember that? And the Bible says that on their way back, the ark, what? The, the oxen stumbled. And a guy called Uzzah, he tried to reach out to hold the ark. And the Bible says God struck him. Okay? And David that day was so terrified. The Bible says David was terrified of God. And that, that, I can almost go as far as saying that potentially David was probably disappointed that God, we did a good thing. But we ended up with the devastation. Have you ever done something good? But... In your mind, it was good, but then the result of it then be, was, was not, it didn't match up with the action. Does that make sense? And David then had to understand what goodness or what good looks like from God's perspective. There is good in your own imagination. There is good in the way that you reason. Even though there shouldn't be a difference in how, how we think and how God thinks. Does that make sense? So the Bible says that David now had to david went and then he had to look into the law and he had to now upgrade because the priest oh my god he had to upgrade the priest because the people that should have told them what not to do were the priests but the priests were not they were not um they were not attuned to the principles you see that okay the bible says that the mouth of a priest must preserve knowledge that is the hallmark of a priest and this priest their mouth did not preserve knowledge. So they left everybody around them vulnerable. Huh? That's like you. If you're a priest over your home, <laughs> uh, if you're a priest over your home and your mouth doesn't preserve knowledge, right? If you're a priest over your area, are you with me? And your mouth doesn't preserve knowledge, uh, if you're a priest in the marketplace, your mouth doesn't preserve knowledge. You can, your lack of knowledge can be costly to your generation. I slept good. Nobody offended me. Uh, I'm just teaching the word. So we have work to do. Is that correct? I said we have work to do. Right? We have work to do. We must, we must, we must gather the principles of God. Someone say gather. Yeah, you must gather the principles of God. <laughs> right? For us to not hear the word of God is to, is to live on an assumption that we are experts of the ways of God. Right? How do you do this? You are, this is why, you're not, you're not, you're not, your, your life right now, you, you need more than motivation. Motivation is important. Does that make sense? But technically, you can get motiv motivation from those, you know, those songs, the, those, those bits. Um, what do you call it? No, it's not. What was the? Um, oh, no. Unt, unt, unt. You can get, <laughs> you can get, you can get, you can just wake up and play unt, 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 unt. And you're walking, walking, running with umph. Your life needs more than umph, 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 umph. 
Your life is it um for um? Und, 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 okay, und, all right. Wow, your life needs more than umph, right? You need more than that in your life. You need accuracy. You need ac energy without accuracy is frustrating. You need accuracy. Someone say amen. Okay, so David eventually found out that what they needed to do was to, um, you know, align with the prince of God. Okay, the next one. The next one is, I'll quickly touch on this. So the next one I said is structure and organization. Structure and organization. We see this in the book of Acts, a very clear aspect of order. Sometimes in our spirituality, we, we look at certain things as less spiritual than the order, than the other. Uh, so the idea of being organized in our lives sometimes does not look to us like something that God will be interested in. Does that make sense? Right? Sometimes it doesn't look like something God would, God would favor. Like, why would... But can I, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give you an, an example. Okay, I have to use my, my examples today. Uh, someone's thinking, who is he going to call out now? Let me give you an example. Okay. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. Thank you, Lord. All right. Krishna, come. 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 Yeah. Because you know, you, you know why I did that? You're not shy about the camera. I knew, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Christina, when someone visits your house, okay, right, what are your principles? Do you want them to take off their shoes at the door? Can they wear, can they wear shoes into, because I'm coming for some of you right now. Yeah. Do you, do, can, they, can they just walk in? Should they take off their shoes at the door? What's I prefer to take off the shoes. Yeah. 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 So you prefer to take off the shoes. All right. So if, let's say, uh, let's say I was visiting with this lot, you know. <laughs> I was visiting with this lot. Uh -huh. All right. So we all came to visit and we didn't take off our shoes for, what, what would you do? Yeah. I would be frustrated. You'd be frustrated. Right. Okay. And but but let's say it happened once are you likely to let it go yes some of you wouldn't yeah but let's assume now for example let's say jolene came to live with you let's say you guys had a big mansion amen <laughs> uh, let's say jolene came to live with you right would you let it go continuously no no why because it frustrates me continuously continuously yeah, okay, thank you. Let's put our hands together for her. All right, come, Jolene. Come. You don't want to come? Come, 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 come. Come, come. Let's, let's hear Jolene's perspective, right? So if, for example, let's say Flora Joy visited you, and when she came, she was, like, doing her hair, and she just left, like, pieces all over the place. Like, just left it all over the place, left, you know, like, home, all of that stuff. Visiting, just visiting. What, what would you do? Now, I'll tell her to pick up her pieces. <laughs> that just sounds strong. I would tell her to pick up her pieces. That's good. Okay, all right. Are you likely to allow it? Say she just visited once and you didn't really know. Are you likely to allow it? Yes. But if she moved in with you and did that every time? Yeah, I'd have a conversation with her about it. You have a conversation with her. All right. 
no, 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 no. I'm just echoing what Lade is saying. No, I'm, yeah. All right, no problem at all. Lade, come. Lade, come. Uh, come, come. Uh, Lade, come. I, it's like I need a second mic. It's like I need a... Do, do I have a mic? No, stand, stand. You can, uh, 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 uh. Lade, so one of your... T- t- take the mic. Yeah, one of your friends, you know, you know you have many friends. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. She's confessing her fault. Oh, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll talk about that. Nice one. Ni- because you confessed your fault. So one of your friends came. Like, he has many friends. One day she told me, she said, Apostle, I have this really close friend. I can't believe I've never told you I'm Beatrice about this friend. But anyway, here's the point. So one of your friends comes, and, and she comes into your kitchen. She cooks, basically. Nice meal, by the way. Nice, excellent meal, by the way. Basically. And then she leaves your, your kitchen in a conundrum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's like your pot is in heaven. Your knife is... Like, the way you don't like your kitchen. Okay. But the person is... Vi- what, would you, what would you do? They're visiting. Yeah. Okay, but if they come to live with you yeah. and they do that every time they cook, what do you do? I'll be like, sis, you know. I don't know if it's going to work, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this arrangement is working. Okay, no, you know what I've just shown yeah. you? The difference between visitation and habitation. Yeah. That if we want the Holy Spirit to feel at home, in, habit- in, in visitation, we may get away he, with disorder. <laughs> we may get away with disorder. But in habitation, we wouldn't. Because disorder is what, you know, you know things like unclean. You know some of you, like you don't, you don't like uncleanness. You don't like, like your environment. being that The way you don't like it is the way the Holy Ghost does not like disorder. Huh? Some of you are like, oh, why is this shoe here? Why is this? Why is it two color shoe? I put the pillow here. Do you see what I'm saying? The, the way. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, can you see? You see that? You see that? So to be successful at staying in that house, I've had to master pillow, pillow, pillow. Can you imagine? Come on, pillow. Come on, pillow. When I was living by myself, if I wanted to, to you know, to, to use my pillow for football, I could. So you're sensitive about your environment when it's disorganized. And the expectation that you have of people is dependent on how far they want to go in the relationship. So if you're visiting me once, I'm not going to place that expectation on you. But if you want to live with me, if you want to abide... You have to abide by the principles. And that's why sometimes we don't realize how sensitive, you know, as we're preaching, you know, I sense the shift in the atmosphere. We don't understand how sensitive organization and structure is. This is a convicting message, right? Does the Holy Ghost like clean rooms? I want you to go find out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys are smiling, right? Does the, because 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 you'll be seeing this guy like you've not even known him. He's about to come to your house. 
you're getting silly banged, almost cleaning your TV with silly bang, just because you want to, you know, silly bang, yeah, you know, you, you shouldn't clean your TV with silly bang, it's like, a, it's like a, that's not a good thing, right, you're, <laughs> right, you're, you're cleaning everywhere, because you're about to host this guy, which you shouldn't really host alone by yourself, because you need accountability in your life, by the way, but, but you're hosting this person, and you're cleaning everything because of they are coming into your environment. And we don't think that we should pray in a clean room. Okay. Don't, don't look, please don't look at me strange. Does that make sense? There, you bring your relationship with the Holy Spirit into your everyday, even how we spend money. Come on now. We're supposed to leave this thing from presence, consciousness. This is what I'm saying. If the Holy Spirit is going to manifest in different... This is, not, hey, this is not condemnation. I am blessed that we can hear this kind of truth. Now, I'm not saying that cleaning your room saves you. It makes you save. No. Does that make sense? But I'm saying that even down to your environment, your organization, right? Your organization, your order, your time management, my time management. Because I am conscious of hosting him correctly. You know the most dangerous things are when you are so, you, you, you have some people you know. When they are hosting people, Lady B is not like this, so I'm just making it. You have some people, when they are hosting people, they bring out the best dishes. They have a dish they use a year. They set the table, all of that stuff. But when it's their own spouse, they just give them in a bowl. You understand what I'm saying to you? They just so so the, the this is this is what is I put in my notes here. Well, I don't think I'll get through even just this one or order. But I, why why is order order important? Say that again. Yeah. Why is order important? Order reflects honor. <laughs> right. Structure reflects honor. Right. The level to which you have order and structure in your life is the level to which you esteem God. I've skipped a little because I wanted to show you why some things on why order is important. So structure is a vital part. Organization and structure is a vital part of worship. Do you see what I'm saying? Right? If you hear, and, and, and let, me, let me say this, uh, prophetic people can be some of the most disorganized people that I know disorganized because they use they use spontaneity to affect strategy to to um to deflect from strategy right have you ever been to prophetic holy churches their service oh we're not we don't we don't nah nah that's not true johnson yeah it's given me before time have you been to <laughs> have you been to prophetic churches their service is without end and they will say god is moving god is always moving he said moving. Genesis were introduced to him moving. <laughs> to, he's, we will be moving. So if because of that, you say because God is moving, we won't put time. Then you, you shouldn't really finish. Nobody should go to work. Huh? So this, I, I'm, I am prophetic. I love the prophetic. But sometimes we use those things as excuses. 
can I, can, I, can I give you just one example? Just one example, and then I move to my next point, and then close. Okay. How long has the Catholic Church been around? Before, I don't know how Harry. <laughs> I know Harry, but Henry, <laughs> uh, <Harry>, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Henry, yeah. Okay, so has, has it been around for generations? Okay. There are Pentecostal charismatic churches that have started after the Catholic Church, and they are nowhere to be found today on the earth. Nowhere to be found. No succession, no transfer of generation, no continuity, and they experienced the power of God. They experienced the glory of God. They experienced the gift, the anointings. They experienced miracles, but they did not have organization so they could not have they couldn't have transfer legacy so what a lack of organization and structure does is that it can kill something in your day come on stay with me are we together right so you can i'm not i'm not here to validate the catholic church so please don't you know but what i'm trying to say is that if you look at there's a succession plan do you see that? They have things written down. Yeah? Vision. Um, uh, 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 what's it called now? They have code of conduct. They have, um, uh, uh, they have all these things that they've written. These are principles. These are ways that are documented. If you want to ordain a leader, you ask a Pentecostal church, how do you ordain a leader? I just, I just felt... So what you're seeing in the book of Acts is a great teaching for us that I'm, in my life, I must have structure. I mustn't just wake up anytime. Does that make sense? I can't just wake up anytime. Oh, Jesus, help me. I can't just go to bed anytime. That's my word. <laughs> Does that make sense? I can't just go to bed anytime. I can't just wake up anytime. I can't just spend money anyhow. I can't, if I can, if I can position myself to be structured and organized, it will amaze me how, let me tell you, a lack of structure and organization, right, hinders answered prayers. Prayers are answered, but there is no structure for God to transmit it. It's like the story of, of um, the woman that said that her husband was a prophet. Okay? And he had died in the days of Elisha. And the, the, um, the creditors were after, after her. What did Elisha? He said, hey, go borrow many vessels. And he says, what do you have left? Go pour the oil. If she had the L, but she didn't have the, have the vessels, the vessels indicate structure. In this church, we can have all the anointings, but if our teams are not organized, it would amaze you how organization would terminate frustration. In our families, if we are not organized, we need schedules. Does that make sense? Right? We need, we need, we need schedules. We need, we need schedules. We need patterns. A lack of organization can cause you to be dealing with sin issues you wouldn't know. Because you don't even see where the enemy is blindsiding. You're overworked. Overstressed. <laughs> wow. Other is, other is, other is, write this down. Other, other, other reflects worship. Other is worship. 
I didn't touch on accountability. Maybe I'll start with that next week. And, right? Order, order reflects worship. Right? Order reflects the honor I place on God. God says, if, if I'm your father, he said, where is my honor? There is God's honor. Does that make sense? There is honor. Huh? But there is God's honor. I'll explain it to you this way. Enoch, if you were going to gift, maybe like your childhood friend, it was their birthday, what are you likely to give them? Huh? Vans? Nah. A gift voucher. Okay. But if you met, let's say you met, let me see who, I, I'll say Bill Gates, but your generation doesn't really care about who that is, but, but let's say you met a significant person in a high place. You had, you had like contact and you wanted to gift them. What are you likely to give them? But will the value reflect the level of the person as much as you can? Yeah. Does that make sense? Basically. So, for example, oh, no, no, let me not say that because they'll say I'm proud. Because uh, there are things to teach. So, I want, so I, want to, uh, I want to give you something. You go to Poundland. Nothing. Nothing. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a level of teaching so that you guys don't think I'm arrogant. It's, it's a principle thing. God says, if I'm, if I'm your father, where is my honor? Does that make sense? Right? So sometimes the, 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 the level of your giving is the level of your honor. The revelation of, if God, this is the point I'm making. It's not about me. The fact is this, is that order is honor to God. Right? If I'm coming to visit you and you spend time like preparing, doing all these things, but you don't do that for God every day, being in your spirit, being conscious of him. So the Holy Spirit is really, and, and I tell you, this is a formula that works. You go try it. Get order into your life and see how much you realize the presence of God in your life. Let's get some order in this church. Some more order. Amen. There's good order, but some more order. You would see that we will move. You'll be shocked. You think, is it a prayer we prayed? No. The prayer was answered, but God did not find. Ah, order is the very environment of God heaven the, the 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 book of acts the, the the teaching today is simple you see what happened in the upper room right the simple the simplicity is that you can have heaven anywhere where the order of heaven is reflected that's the simplicity it doesn't have to be in a church <laughs> that's the simplicity so if i can find the very principle that prevails in heaven and i bring it into business the same glory that can be upon a church can be upon a business. After three minutes. Right? The same two minutes, three minutes. Uh, am I done? Done. Three. Three minutes. Okay. All right. Right. So the same, the same principles. Right? Hey, listen. If I can bring order into my life, I can have heaven anywhere. I can have heaven in my family. Right? And what is the atmosphere of heaven? It's order. It's the perfect expression. We cannot talk about kingdom without talking about order. Yeah. 
Disorder is irreverence. <laughs> ah, it's not that I just want to make your life difficult. No. <laughs> right? Disorder is irreverence. You see that? Disorder is irreverence. And sometimes we do that with the Holy Spirit and we don't we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We just have the Holy Ghost and we don't know how much this thing matters to him. This is his very habitat. Heaven is orderly. So when I'm talking about, I'm talking about order in everything, does that make sense? Like, let's look at our finances. What order do we have in our finances? Because some of us, God wants to trust us with the wealth of nations. Can he read? You know, I've seen people grow up, ah, we will, um, we will inherit the, the rich of the Gentiles and that you're a thief. You want, you, you, I believe, hey, I believe that God gives gentleness. But I'm like, fam, you, you, did you grow up with that prayer? Ah, we're not, I'm like, you, you, with the way that you, you live your life right now, if you get the riches of the Gentiles, you'll be worse than the Gentiles. I've seen people pray that, God, give out the wealth, give out the, the wealth of the wicked. I'm like, just make sure you're not the wicked yourself. Huh? Seriously, you, you want the wealth of nations? Like, let's, let me, the, the next number order is this, right? Order is faith in action. It's faith. If I have believed God, then I align my ways accordingly. Order is faith in action. You said God has called you to nations. Did you say God has, did you say that this is the season that God has told you to be married? Does that make sense? Right? I said this the other time. So you, so you want to be married and have a nice clean house, but your parents' house apparently is not worthy of your attention. <laughs> I didn't come with a sword. I just came with love. Do you see what I'm saying? See, we need to speak the truth like this. This is all love. Someone say it's all love. This is all love. Please don't be... Like, don't be downcast. Oh, my soul. <laughs> Please don't be. The Holy Spirit is so attracted. To, these are the, because we're learning his person. As a person, you have things that matter to you. You have things that matter to you. So, did you receive the word with joy this afternoon? Because you guys, your faces look really serious. I know there's been some like, you know, but it's all part of the process. So, hey, okay, you're not praying enough. You don't have enough devotion time. Where's your schedule for the week? Where is the time that you put in to say, I will spend time with God? Or are you just going to spend time? Are you going to wing it? <laughs> are you going to wing it? You can say, oh, and, and if you're winging it, like Satan will make sure that the time, if you do spend any time with God, it is like time that that's crumbs. So you're like, hey, I can't read the Bible. I can't get through the Bible. Do you have a structure? How do you want to read the Bible? Have you picked up a Bible plan? Right? Instead of taking a Bible plan to read, you'll be opening your Bible every day. This is the close it. This is close it. <laughs> do you have a discipleship plan? Follow a discipleship plan. Does that make sense? I don't read the Bible. You don't come to dive in. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Does that make sense? You don't come diving. 
I don't understand this. If you don't, have you ever had a situation where you have an exam that's critical and you don't, what do you do? You go every, you're asking people, hey, do you know this? Do you know that? Ah, what a sweet word. This is like the scrolls that, was it Ezekiel? <laughs> he, it was like honey. This is good meat. Because if we practice this, you will be surprised about the glory that will manifest in your life. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you, Holy Spirit.